Welcome to Cut the Noise this week for November 20th, 2017. This week, we're going to cover Boston Dynamics CEO states that robotics will be bigger than the internet, how to opt out of Equifax revealing your salary history, Amazon sells AWS cloud assets in China amid tightening regulation, China's supercomputers race past U.S. to world dominance, and DHS says it remotely hacked a Boeing 757 sitting on a runway. Let's get started. Boston Dynamics CEO Mark Raybert states that robotics will be bigger than the internet. According to an article released on CNBC.com on November 13, 2017, Raybert, CEO and founder of robotics company Boston Dynamics, says in the future robots are going to have a more significant impact on our lives than the internet has. Raybert goes on to say that when we have robots that can do what people and animals do, they'll be incredibly useful. For a robot to be able to operate like people and animals requires sophisticated skills including mobility, or the ability to move around, dexterity, which is the ability to use hands and fine finger manipulation, and autonomous perception, which is the ability to sense the environment without intervention. Once robots have these capabilities, they'll be able to entertain, deliver packages, help with security functions, and even construction. Raybert feels that one of the most important applications that these will have will be taking care of people. Tesla and SpaceX leader Elon Musk has been quoted that he believes robots will be able to do everything better than us, and that that really is the scariest problem to him. Meanwhile, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg feels optimistic about the future of artificial intelligence. He feels that people that drum up doomsday scenarios are naysayers and feels it's pretty irresponsible. To be clear, robots have been replacing people since the 1980s in automobile manufacturing, and we are seeing autonomous cars being used by Uber in select cities, robotic 18-wheelers traveling across the country to deliver cargo, and Amazon is still experiencing with delivery drones. The pace of advancement in robotics continues to increase and people continue to find innovative ways to put them to work. How to opt out of Equifax revealing your salary history. KrebsOnSecurity.com posted an article on November 13, 2017. A previous article posted on the security website back in May outlined how easy it was to get detailed salary history data on tens of millions of Americans from the credit bureau Equifax. Armed with only an employee's social security number and date of birth, which is information stolen during the widely publicized September 2017 breach, black hats were able to easily procure salary information on targets. Fast Company's Joel Winston posted an article on November 8, 2017 that examined how some 70,000 companies, including Amazon, AT&T, Facebook, Oracle, Twitter, and even Walmart, pay Equifax to collect, organize, and resell their employees' personal income information and work history. Equifax claims they have no evidence that anyone was harmed as a result of the year-long pattern of tax fraud related to how easy it was to get payroll data out of its systems. Krebs points out that this statement sounds suspiciously like what other big three credit bureaus, such as Experian, told lawmakers in 2014 after they were called to Capitol Hill to explain another breach, even while U.S. Secret Service agents were arresting customers of an identity theft service based on the information gathered from that breach. So while you may have frozen your credit as a result of the Equifax breach, there's still information available via the service that you might want to freeze access to, including the work number employment report that shows your salary history. To request that your information be frozen, you can go to www.theworknumber.com 
or make the request via snail mail at the address provided in the original article posted on our podcast website. Beware though, if you're applying for a job, to rent an apartment, or purchase a vehicle, this could cause issues for you if that information isn't available via one of the credit bureau services. Unfortunately, you simply do not have control over who Equifax gives this data to. It is, after all, their business to collect and sell your personal credit information. It would appear that the only way to stop the free flow of this information is some sort of act of Congress. Amazon sells AWS cloud assets in China amid tightening regulation. According to an article released on November 14, 2017 on VentureBeat.com, Amazon.com is selling off hardware from its public cloud business in China amid tightening regulation over online data. Beijing Sinet Technology, Amazon's partner in China, said that it would buy Amazon's public cloud computing unit in China for 2 billion yuan, or about $301.2 million. Chinese regulators are tightening rules on foreign data and cloud services, implementing new surveillance measures, and increasing scrutiny on cross-border data transfers. This move is mostly around regulatory compliance, said Charlie Dai, a Beijing-based analyst at Forrester Research. The move casts some uncertainty over similar foreign ventures in China from companies such as Microsoft, Oracle, and IBM. Cloud services have become a crowded and competitive field in China in recent years. At the time of this article, Chinese firms account for roughly 80% of the total cloud services revenue in China and roughly half of the data center market in 2017. That, combined with the cold reception of President Donald Trump's America First initiative while he was visiting China, has American firms concerned about the opportunity in the world's second largest economy. China's supercomputers race past U.S. to world dominance. According to an article released by CNET.com on November 13, 2017, for years China has claimed the top spot on the list of the 500 fastest supercomputers. It now dominates the recently published Top 500 Supercomputer list according to the website top500.org. This race to the top has been closely tied to China's industrial, academic, and military abilities. According to the info available on the website, Today's slowest machine on the top 500 has the performance of the fastest one only nine years ago. However, that statistic doesn't really do justice to the advancement in computing power being observed in this group of 500. To be specific, the top supercomputer in 2008 was performing at just one petaflop, which is equivalent to one quadrillion floating-point operations per second, while the supercomputer this year comes in at 93 petaflops. You can do the math, that's a crazy amount of horsepower increase in only nine years. Supercomputers are typically huge machines, or nowadays huge networks of machines working together that can take up whole floors of a data center. In these machines, thousands of processors are typically used to simulate nuclear weapons, weather forecasts, aircraft design, and even astrophysics data for analysis. The Top 500 list is released twice a year and is compiled by researchers at Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, the University of Tennessee, and a cloud computing company named Prometheus. The benchmark ranks how fast computers can perform mathematical calculations using a speed test called LINPACK. China has the two top machines, with one demonstrating a performance of 93 petaflops and the number two machine coming in at about 33 petaflops. The U.S. is working to reclaim the top spot with an IBM-built machine that they're designing to reach about 200 petaflops. This machine would be located in a 10,000-square-foot facility that has a power system that consumes 
enough power to run about 16,300 normal-sized houses. As processing density and speed continues to increase each year, there's no end in sight to how fast these ultra-high-end computing platforms will be able to go. Keep an eye out for quantum computing, which is projected to be the next big leap in computing power. While still in its infancy, quantum computers are projected to be able to efficiently solve problems that are not practically feasible on classical computer systems. DHS says it remotely hacked a Boeing 757 sitting on a runway, according to a Naked Security article posted on November 15, 2017. Chris Roberts, a security expert, jokingly tweeted back in 2015 about how he could hack the onboard systems of the airplane he was sitting in. Apparently, someone in the Department of Homeland Security took this as a challenge and set out to see what, if any, exploits might be out there. It turns out that DHS has a few planes of their own to test against and started to mess around with one of their Boeing 757s to see what they could find. During a keynote at the 2017 CyberSat Summit in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, Robert Hickey, an aviation program manager within the cybersecurity division of the DHS Science and Technology Directorate, his team managed to remotely hack a Boeing 757 airplane parked at an airport in Atlantic City, New Jersey. According to Hickey, when they briefed a group of experienced pilots from American Airlines and Delta in March 2017, they were completely blindsided that such a vulnerability existed. Hickey went on to say that they broke their jaw hitting the table when they heard about this. DHS has treated this RF flaw as classified, so it's unclear how applicable the flaw is outside of a controlled experiment, such as the one performed by DHS. Apparently, many in the aviation industry have known about this for years, but the reason they haven't patched them in older aircraft is it would cost too much to fix. According to Hickey, Southwest Airlines, for one, would be bankrupt if it had to fix its entire fleet of Boeing 737s. According to one industry expert, the cost to change one line of code on one piece of avionics equipment is $1 million, and it takes a year to implement. Hickey followed up by stating that newer models of 737s and other aircraft like Boeing 787s and Airbus A350s have been designed with security in mind, but that legacy aircraft, which make up more than 90% of the commercial planes in the sky, don't have these protections. The original tweet sent out by Chris Roberts in 2015 got him banned from flying for a period of time, but Naked Security's Paul Ducklin took a look at the possibility shortly after the tweet was sent and found that the possibility of a hacker bringing down a plane from the comfort of his own seat to be a fairly remote one. So while many of us are getting on an airplane this week to be with family and friends, have a nice adult beverage, and try not to think about the exploit that may or may not allow a rogue individual to take control of your plane. Cut the Noise was recorded at Round Tower Global Headquarters, located in the Kenwood Tower in Cincinnati, Ohio. Audio mixed and edited by Vince Lombardo. I'm Curtis Lindemann, and this has been Cut the Noise Weekly Edition. We hope you'll join us next week.